nation, all over the continent, all over the world. The word of the Lord growing, the, the message of Christ taking the center stage. Men that sit in darkness are, in, are experiencing great light. The tuhungas of religion giving way to the reality of Christ. In the name of Jesus. Father, we rejoice that this morning as we watch carefully, we see your word growing and the influence of your word taking over this city, taking over this state, taking over the nations, and taking over the entire bloomable planet. And we rejoice that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord covers the earth as the water covers the sea. And we decree that this morning as we fellowship in the light of your word, revelation knowledge is gifted us. Whatever is not planted by God is rooted out. Your people built up, equipped edified and jesus glorified and we give you praise that by the end of this service we'll all be the better for it in jesus precious name and every believer says a powerful amen. amen lift your right hands to heaven let's release our faith together as we say these words i am born of god i am born of the world the word of god is my nature i do not struggle to do the word i do the word naturally therefore today I will understand the word of his grace. I will be built up. By the end of this service, I will never be the same. Never ever be the same again. In Jesus' name. And every believer says a powerful amen. We want to welcome everybody connected to this service by way of Kingdom Life Network, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. We're so glad to have all of you social media community. And like you've always done for us, let's do it again this morning. Let's flood the entire Blue Marble planet with the glorious light of the gospel. Help me share the video on your page. Share with all the groups on your page. Create watch parties. Tag some people. Put them on monogram, telegram. Drop them on WhatsApp groups. Let's flood the whole earth with the truth of Jesus Christ. And it's a joy to have everybody connected by way of our campuses and all the Bible study groups. Hey guys, get ready. Grab your pen, your notebook. It's going to be an exciting time of studying the word this morning. And everybody in the building, are we excited to be in church this morning? Can we celebrate the word of the Lord? with a shout glory 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 amen you can be seated with your sweet smart self this morning <clears throat> let's get into the word of his grace praise the lord <clears throat> all right so we've been dealing with why things happen the way they happen on the earth and um, we're still going to be here for a bit because I still have quite a number of things to share, to unpack. You know, we're not in a hurry to go anywhere. So, amen. <clears throat> we take our time. Hallelujah. The book of John, chapter 5, verse 39. John, chapter 5, verse 39. Jesus, speaking to the Jews of his day, said to them, You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And they are they which testify... Of me so the Bible is just one book one book and Jesus is the only revelation of the scriptures it's one book and Jesus is the only revelation of the scriptures in Luke chapter 24 verse 25 Jesus speaking to the Jews said to I me mean, to his disciples said unto them "O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken all that the prophets have spoken Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? 
and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures. Did you observe all the prophets, all the scriptures? All the prophets, all the scriptures. He expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. That is why he is called the word of God. He is the word of God because he is the thinking pattern. He is the mindset of God behind the scriptures. He is the idea behind the writing of the scriptures. He is the reason for the writing of the scriptures. He is the reason for the prophecy of the prophets. And he is the intent behind the songs of David. Okay. And he is the reason for the types and the shadows of the scriptures. So he says, you search the scriptures. They testify of me. The word is the reason. The word. And you know what the word is? The word is not the Bible. The word is a person. Okay? The word is the reason why the scriptures were written. If I read the stories and don't get the message, I just wasted my time. If I read the Bible and all I got were stories and I didn't arrive at the message of the scriptures, I just wasted my time because Jesus is the word of the Bible. He is the message of the Bible. And if God truly reveals himself in the Bible, that revelation will be in the person of Jesus. That revelation, that true revelation of God in the Bible will be the person of Jesus. Let me repeat again. That true revelation in the Bible will be the person of Jesus. And you will see him spoken in all the events in different characters in the Bible. So you must read the Bible together. You don't just select what to read. You've got to read the whole book together. John chapter 1 verse 1 to 2. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning, in the beginning with God. So there are two beginnings here. The first beginning is John 1.1. 1, 1. The second beginning is John 1.2. Okay, two beginnings. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning, two beginnings. First beginning, second beginning. All right. The first beginning of John 1, 1 is in the deathless past. In the eternity of the eternities before time began. Okay? In the deathless past. Before creation took place. The world, the pre-existing one. Okay? So that establishes that Jesus is, the, is God. Is, is deity. Deity before the beginning. Alright? He is before the beginning began. Then the second beginning there in chapter 2, the same was in the beginning, is Genesis chapter 1 and 2. So everything was made for him, by him, the world. Colossians chapter 1 verse 15. Colossians chapter 1 verse number 15. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Verse 16. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth. Visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. 
Please, that's very important. All things were created by him and for him. Now, look at that verse 17 of the same scripture. We're reading verse 17 of Colossians. And he is before. Did you see that? He is the pre-incarnate. He is before all things. And by him all things consist. That's the same thing John said in John chapter 1 verse 1 and 2. He is before. He is the pre-incarnate. He is before all things, and by him all things consist. Remember, all things were made by him and for him. That's very important. Now, make sure, make sure you look at the things we are sharing very carefully. Because some things I'm about to say now are not things you conclude right now. You have to follow me through the process of this series to be able to conclude what I'm about to say. If heaven was created, then heaven is not where God lives. If heaven was created, then heaven is not where God lives because he must have been somewhere before he created. So that's why he's before all things. Okay? Before all things. In the beginning was the world. And the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning. So he predated creation. Meaning he doesn't need heaven and earth to live. Heaven and earth were created for man. God doesn't need it. Because he lived out of heaven before he created heaven. Am I communicating at all? Now, so he cannot live in heaven and he can live in heaven. He created heaven and earth and he can choose to live in it. He created all things for him. So, he lived out of it but now that he created it, he can choose to live in it. Teaching good? Stay with me. Now, heaven was created. So, there was a time there was no heaven. There was a time there was no heaven. Because God revealed himself to Israel through the prophets. Okay? If you remember, that's what I was teaching within the course of the week. God revealed himself to Israel through the, the prophets who had the spirit of God. Sundry times, diverse manners, the prophets spoke to the fathers, and fathers here referring to the fathers of the Jews. Okay? The patriarchs of Israel. Did God reveal himself to non-Jews? Huh? Did God reveal himself to other nations outside of Israel? You know, we dealt with that within the week. Did God reveal himself to non-Jews by the prophets? No. Did God reveal himself to the Jews by the prophets? But to the non-Jews, did he reveal himself by the prophets? Adam, Abel, Noah, Enoch, Abraham were non-Jews. That's why no prophet prophesied to Abraham. No prophet prophesied to Abel. No prophet prophesied to Noah. No prophet prophesied to Methuselah. No prophet prophesied to Adam. Because they were non-Jews. But to the Jews, prophets prophesied. Meaning the Jews were given the scriptures. But the non-Jews had no prophet to prophesy. The non-Jews didn't have a copy of the scriptures. 
<laughs> yet God reached them. Yet God revealed himself to them. How did God reveal himself to the non-Jews? He revealed himself to them by nature. By nature. We saw that the other day. He revealed to them himself to them by nature. Remember, the other day I was telling you, all that God created were created. So through all of them, he can communicate himself. Everything he created. And I'm going to show you a few more in this service. Alright? So God revealed himself to different generations. God revealed himself to Pharaoh. How did God reveal himself to Pharaoh? While Pharaoh was sleeping, God spoke to him in the dream. God spoke to him in the dream. So God used the dream to communicate to Pharaoh concerning Israel. Most times, God speaks to non-believers in their dreams. There are a lot of people that have received Christ by an experience in the dream, especially in the, in the, in the, you know, in the nations where there's a lot of persecution. In countries where the gospel is not allowed to be freely preached. And many people have come to the knowledge of Christ by virtue of encounters in the dream. So a dream should not be taken lightly. Because remember, the wise men who saw the star, the first thing God used in directing the wise men was the star. The star brought them to Jesus. Then when they met Jesus and experienced Jesus, as they slept in the night, the Lord appeared to them in a dream and warned them. So you can imagine waking up from a dream where God is warning you. They must have woken up sweating. That's not the kind of dream you wake up with a smile. The only dream you wake up with a smile is a dream where they just gave you a private jet. And all your pilots were standing to fly you with all the air hostesses. And as you're about to enter the aircraft, you woke up. You close your eyes and say, no, I'm not waking up. I was entering the plane. But a dream where you are warned, sternly warned, and God must have warned them without a smile because they are not supposed to go back to Pharaoh and tell him of the baby. So they woke up and went another way based on the revelation of God to them in the dream. Are we together here? No prophet prophesied. No scripture to read. But God still communicated his message to these people who were not Jews. These are wise men from the east. They didn't have a copy of the Bible. But yet, did you observe? People that didn't have scripture and prophet knew when Jesus was born and went to see him when all the people that have scripture and prophets were not aware. Why? Because God has given humanity no excuse. That nobody will have an excuse. I didn't hear the gospel. Nobody preached to me. Hey, God speaks through nature. He speaks through dreams. He speaks through different mediums. That nobody has an excuse not to know God. Isn't God gracious? God is very gracious. Hallelujah. So it means your sleep, which is common to humanity. Now, is there anybody that doesn't sleep? Is there anybody that doesn't dream? Nobody. Yes, you may not dream all the time, but once in a while you dream as a human being. That means if everybody can dream, it means God can speak to people even without a prophet and without scripture, especially if there's none available. Amen. But of course, for a Christian, dream is the lowest form of revelation. For a believer, dream. So don't be waiting for dream. And don't be waiting to ask me, so Papa, does God, can God speak to me in a dream? 
is the lowest form of revelation. The highest form of revelation is his word. His word. Second, the voice of the spirit on your inside confirming the word. Okay? Those are the forms. But when all else fails, all else have failed, God will still find a way to reach you because he loves you. Hallelujah. I mean, imagine Joseph and Mary. Joseph just observed that Mary was pregnant. And he said, no, I'm not going to keep you in my house. You've got to go back. And he made up his mind to dismiss her quietly without making a public noise so that he does not disgrace her. That's Christian character. Christian character is you don't disgrace people. Some of us like to disgrace people. Don't deshine people. Don't disgrace them. You know, if you disagree with people quietly and decently and responsibly disagree. Disagree in a way tomorrow you can agree. Don't be a street fighter. Everything, you scatter everything. And when you scatter it, tomorrow you need it as a bridge to cross over. You cannot get it. Then you start looking for people to help you fix the bridge. That you yourself scattered. <laughs> Teaching good. Joseph decided to send her away quietly. And with dignity. But while he was thinking of that. Bam. God gave him a dream. No prophet now. No prophet to tell uh, Joseph. Don't say you're the Lord. Keep that woman. She's the will of God. Joseph will have said shut up. Go. Why don't you carry her? If she's the will of God. So. He wouldn't have listened. So God now communicated to him in a dream. That, that, that woman, don't put her away. That baby is a baby of the Holy Ghost. And Joseph believed it because it was clear. Are we in the building? Yeah, it was clear. All right. So God spoke to people that didn't have a prophet by dreams, by nature. We saw nature the other day. Now, so we know God from the Bible. And we can predict things looking at the beginning of all events. If we look at the beginning of man, we can see why things happen to man the way that they happen. There are three beginnings we will see very quickly this morning. The first beginning, it's where we have the first man, Adam. First man, Adam. Then there is the second man, Jesus. The incarnation. First man, Adam. Second man, Jesus, which is the incarnation. And then, of course, there are three concepts, and I want you to know them. So let's begin. First man, Adam, is of the earth, Eti. First Corinthians 15, 47. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 47. The first man is of the earth, Eti. The second man is the Lord from heaven. So there are two men. The first man is of the earth, Eti. Then there is a second man that is the Lord from heaven. Remember, we're examining three personalities that are responsible for why things happen the way they happen. Is that true? The first personality is who? God. The second one, man. The third one, angels. And by identification, Satan. Alright, so we're dealing with, we're looking at man now. So there is the first man, which is of the earth, earthy. There is a second man, which is the Lord from heaven. The Lord from heaven. Observe verse 45 of 1 Corinthians 15, verse 45. 1 Corinthians 15, 45. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. So there is the first man, Adam, of the earth. There is the second man, the Lord from heaven. There is the last man that is the quickening spirit. So there are three men here. 
There is a first man which is of the earth earthy. There is a second man which is the Lord from heaven which is what we call incarnation. Then there is the, the last Adam. The last Adam. Not the third. There is no third. There is first. There is second. There is last. The last Adam is a quickening spirit. So when you hear last Adam, he is not talking about the second, he is not talking about the first. The second Adam is the incarnate Jesus who came from heaven. The word became flesh. The last Adam is the life-giving spirit. Jesus, the risen Lord. The last Adam, Jesus, the risen Lord from the dead or Jesus glorified. So first Adam second adam last adam are we in the building now we're dealing with we're examining what is man who is man remember you cannot be life-giving until you die except a corn of wheat fall to the ground and die it abides alone so the last adam which is the life-giving spirit is jesus who died and rose from the dead he rose from the dead so there is the first adam there is the second adam and there is the last Adam. <clears throat> Remember before he died. He couldn't be giving life to anybody. He gave life to nobody. He is only able and capable of giving life after his resurrection. Except a corn of it falls to the ground and die. It abides alone. But when it dies. It bringeth forth fruit. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Only begotten son but when he died and rose he brought many sons unto glory are we still in the building all right so first adam second adam last adam so we can look at three beginnings three beginnings number one man from genesis adam man from genesis adam number two man from jesus the incarnate one man from jesus the incarnate one Three, man from Jesus, the resurrected and glorified Lord. Man from Jesus, the resurrected and glorified Lord. Alright, so man from Genesis, Adam. Man from Jesus, incarnation. Man from Jesus, the risen and glorified Lord. Let's examine the first man today. Genesis chapter 1, he was created in the image and in the likeness of God. The image and the likeness of God. <clears throat> let's look at man from Genesis and let's examine what happened to Adam. Because it tells us a lot of things from human life. From human life, the first Adam. Humus, human life. So what happened to Adam? There are so many theories, but you need to know what the Bible says. Don't follow what people's theories are. You stay with the book. The book is the boundary of Christian learning. The Bible is the boundary of Christian knowledge. It's the boundary. Don't export, I mean don't import extra biblical theories and impose them on the Bible. You will end up in error. The Bible is the boundary. Once you cannot trace it in the scriptures, trash it. Alright, so put aside those theories concerning, you know, Adam. And let's stay with what the Bible says. In Genesis chapter 2, you know, uh, one of the things that people always assume, which is not actually Bible, is 
God made the earth a big place. Place Adam in the garden with so many trees there. Mango, apple, papa, banana, pineapple, guava, etc. etc. Then he says, This one is good and evil. Don't eat it. Eat the other ones. The day you eat this particular tree standing in this garden, you will die. So Adam ate all and one day his wife was drawn to that one. Then the snake says to her, Eat. You will not die. And they used to say that the snake was walking with two legs. So the snake came and said, Eve, 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 eat. So after Eve ate and the fall, then God cut off the leg of the serpent and threw him on the ground. Bam! So the serpent started crawling. That's what they say in religious circles. And some of those Bible stories you read, is that true? Okay. All that is, you know, they're just funny theories. Then God came around. Who told you you're naked? They saw themselves naked. The woman you gave me, well, remember that Eden is metaphorical. Eden is not a real place. Eden is metaphorical. And you cannot treat metaphors literal. So why do things happen the way they happen? When you see the tree of life in Eden, it's a metaphor. There's no real tree of life. It's a metaphor, a mode of communication. That means God is using a tree to talk about life. That's why it's a metaphor. God is using a tree to communicate life. God is using a tree to talk about life. Remember, it was a vision. Moses was not there when Eden happened. He never saw it. He was never there. Moses was born in Exodus chapter 2 verse 2. So for Moses to account everything that happened from Genesis 1 to the end of Genesis means he had an encounter in a vision and remember the language of vision is not all literals in a vision there are metaphors there are metaphors in a vision because vision is the lowest form of communication just like you teach children in nursery school lowest form of communication you don't tell children write down this is a tree no you draw the tree and you say this is a tree 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 you show them the picture because they can't understand tree. They've got to see tree. You build images. In a vision, messages are painted with images that requires interpretation. I don't know if I'm communicating at all. So Moses saw the entire events in a vision and documented them the way he saw them. That is why the Old Testament must be explained. That's why the scriptures must be explained in the light of Christ. So God was teaching Moses. And if you study how God taught Moses in the Bible, God used metaphors all through to teach Moses. So like that, the book of Genesis has literal and metaphorical accounts. The creation of the earth was literal. The creation of the earth was literal. But the experiences there were metaphorical. The creation was literal. 
but the experiences there were metaphorical because they were spiritually you know spiritual in nature so they were metaphorical they could only be communicated to man with figures of speech if i'm communicating can i hear a good amen okay for instance animals why were animals created why were animals created i mean, I mean animals why were animals created dog cat cow baboon monkey horse elephant why were they created plus even animals that are in the forest in the thick forest that we we, we don't see every day that we may never even see in a lifetime there are all such animals you know why were they created animals were created to teach animals are an instrument of teaching they were created to teach how many of you remember that i told you in the course of the week that animals represent the soul of man did i say that yes they were created to teach and it's important you know this because as a as a bible teacher that you're becoming people shouldn't ask you questions and you tell them i don't know the bible says you must be able to give every man a reason for your faith animals in scripture were created to teach for example why did god create snakes why were snakes serpents why were they created to teach man how wise he is the animals were created so that out of them man can see different aspects of him communicated to him through the animals because there was no way god could have taught man this is who you are he had to use the animals to teach man for example serpent wisdom that's why adam saw all the animals and didn't find any of them that was fit for him see that none of them was fit for him so he knew that they were just instruments of teaching he interfaced with them and studied them to see what was unique in them so that he knows that these features in these animals are also in me wisdom in a serpent see that gentleness in a dove gentleness harmlessness in a dove that's why when jesus will speak he said be as wise as serpent because animals are to be used to teach man and be as harmless as a dove so now you watch how a dove is harmless and you say that is how i am supposed to behave you see the skill the craftiness okay for lack of a good word the 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 the, the craftiness of a serpent the wisdom of a serpent you say okay i'm supposed to be wise like this they were used to to teach man are you still in the building because all the animals were a metaphorical representation of god's revelation to man all the animals all of them they were a metaphorical representation of god's revelation to man so when he saw eve eve was adam eve was adam when he saw her she was exactly him she became fit for him the serpent for instance if you look at the bible the serpent is used for two things number one the serpent is used for wisdom and then number two the serpent is used for deceit two things 
The serpent is used for wisdom and the serpent is used for deceit. Wisdom from the law in Genesis. But the serpent became deceitful after the fall of man. It was not created to be deceitful. But the fall of man put in the serpent deceit. Because remember the fall of Adam corrupted the whole planet. Corrupted everything. You know uh, the, the, the heavens collapsed. The earth went out of place. Everything went riot. Because of the fall of man. Why? Because man's authority was over everything. So if man falls, the fall of man will corrupt everything that man has authority over, including the animal kingdom. Are you still in the building? So wisdom was the law in Genesis. Deceit was after the fall. The lion was used to communicate to man boldness and confidence. Man was supposed to see the lion and say, yeah, I'm supposed to be bold and confident. That's why in the Old Testament, they will tell you the righteous are as bold as a lion. The lion goes back, does not go back for anything. When the lion moves, he moves. He's the king of the jungle. Man is supposed to be the king of the earth. Nothing should scare you. You should not be afraid of anything. That's who you are. Am I communicating at all? Yeah, you shouldn't be afraid of anything. Shouldn't be afraid of darkness. You shouldn't be afraid of, 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 of the future. You shouldn't be afraid. You should be as bold as a lion. So lions were created to communicate to man boldness and confidence. That was the plan in Genesis. But after the fall of man, it became symbolic of Satan's devouring nature. It became symbolic of how Satan devours like a roaring lion seeking whom to devour that boldness became perverted from boldness to devouring people are we still here if you're hearing me say i hear you so you always found what they were made what you know what they were for and what they became after the fall it was man's sin that changed nature man's sin you know um and by context, it is the sin of man that now changed the use for animals. Animals were not supposed to be used for pomo. <laughs> they were not supposed to be used for pomo. For the international audience, pomo is pomo. <laughs> animals were not supposed to be used for meat. They were not supposed to be used for, for suya. Suya mama. No. They were supposed to be used as tools of teaching man what man is. It's the fall that changed everything. And where animals were supposed to be used to teach man because they are perverted. The only usefulness now is to eat them. Fry and eat. Teaching good? <laughs> the fall of man. Glory to God. I say glory to God. So the tree of life, you will see the tree of life spoken about. If you have your, your pen, you can write down for further study. Revelation chapter 2 verse 7. Revelation 22 verse 2. Revelation 22 verse 14. Revelation 22 verse 2. Revelation 22 14. The tree of life also spoken of in a vision. Because in Revelation, that tree of life was communicated also in a vision to John. Always, when you see the tree of life, either in a metaphor or vision, it is used to teach. Look at Genesis chapter 2 verse 8. Genesis chapter 2 verse number 8. <clears throat> and the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put the man 
whom he had formed. Eden is a word understood in the Hebrew language to mean something that is pleasure. Something that is pleasant. When we say Eden, what we are saying is pleasantness. It's not a place. <laughs> it's not a place. It means pleasantness. It means pleasure. Eden. Eden. Something that is pleasant to you. So the word Eden, that is, I mean the word garden. Garden means a hedge. A hedge. A boundary. A hedge. So, when we say Eden, we mean, you know, a hedged, a hedged pleasure. A place of pleasure that is hedged. So, when you see Eden, it was even used for towns in the Bible. Because Eden actually means the will of God. The will of God. The plan of God. The pleasure of God. Eden. The will of God, the plan of God, the pleasure of God. So don't imagine a literal physical garden, because I won't. You see later on, he put the man in verse 9 of Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2 verse 9. And out of the ground made the Lord to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life. Now, did you observe that what was given to man for food is tree? Did you observe? Man's food was to be tree, plants, vegetables. Look at it. That was the original plan before the fall. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden. And the tree of knowledge. Of good and evil. So, observe. I told you a few days ago that was there evil in the garden before the fall? Because there's a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. No, there was no evil. Bible tells us that to that point, everything that God had made was very good. So if you read about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, what will be the evil since there was no evil? Because everything God has created was good. So what will you know, what will you know as evil? Look at verse 10 and 11 of Genesis chapter 2. Please pay attention. And a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from thence it was parted, and became into four heads. Verse 11. The name of the first is Pison. That is it which compassed the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. So now, nations were talked about here. These are nations. These are nations. Okay? You will even see a place called Ethiopia. Ethiopia is Kush. Kush means black people. So there were black people even in Genesis chapter 2. There were black people. They were the Kushites. We are the Kushites. We were there in Genesis chapter 2. So man was part of, the black man was part of God's plan from Genesis chapter 2 before the fall. Am I teaching? Yeah. They were the Kushites. Ethiopia. 
Ethiopia is Africa. In Genesis chapter 2, as part of the river from Eden. What is river? People. Water. Water in the Bible is symbolic of people. So there were a people that, you know, from another nation called the Kushites. Are we teaching good? So that when people say, but the black man was never part of God's plan. The black man has never been. Christianity is a white man religion. Tell them, go to Genesis chapter 2. Go to Genesis chapter 2. The Kushites were part of God's plan from Genesis. We are not an afterthought. Teaching good here. And black means nothing. White means nothing. It's the same blood. Caught a white man's body is red blood. Caught a black man's body is red blood. So go beyond black and white. Go into blood. God has made us one blood of all nations. No Indian, no Japanese, no Korean, no African. We are one blood. Humanity is humanity. Pain is pain. If you slap a white man, if you slap him, and you take the same slap and give a black man, they will feel the same impact. There is no white or black. Leave that in. It's only in your mentality that it exists. And you can choose not to recognize it. And you will thrive above the barriers. Teaching good this morning. The black man was part of gospel. Ethiopia in Genesis. The river means people, nations. Look at verse 14. Verse 14 of Genesis chapter 2. Glory to God. Genesis 2 verse 14. And the name of the third river is Hedekel. That is it which goeth toward the east of Assyria. And the fourth river is Euphrates. That's where Abraham came from. Abraham came from Euphrates. Because Abraham is not a Jew. There was no Jewish nation by this time. <laughs> There was no Jewish nation by this time. Jews came from Abraham's descendants. Not even from Isaac. Even Isaac is not a Jew. Even Jacob is not a Jew. It is out of Jacob that Jews were born. The 12 tribes of Israel. The 12 sons of Jacob. Teaching good this morning. Because when you understand this foundation, then you are able to build every other thing that you are learning from scripture on it. Praise God. I said praise God. Look at verse 15 and 17 of that same Genesis chapter 2. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. 16. And the Lord God commanded the man saying of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. How many trees have you seen in the garden? Two trees. One, tree of life. The other, three of the knowledge of good and evil. What is he teaching? The day you eat of it, you will surely die. So if there's a tree, what are you eating of? If there's a tree, what are you eating of? Fruit. You don't eat the tree. You eat the fruit. So when God said to Adam, the day you eat of it, he was not referring to the tree. He was referring to the fruit of the tree. Okay? So please listen carefully. If you miss here, you shouldn't have been in this service. In Matthew chapter 15, verse 2 to 3, let's see how Jesus explains this whole thing. 
Matthew 15. Why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? It's not today that elders started looking for, for respect. It has always been. <laughs> Why they are challenging Jesus? Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands <laughs> when they eat bread. They just carry their hand and grab bread and eat. They don't wash it. Next verse. But he answered and said unto them, I love Jesus. Why do you also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? <laughs> Why? Those people can never like Jesus. Never. Even the way he's answering them. <laughs> they can't like him. He said, hey, my disciples are eating without washing their hands. You. You also transgress the commandment of God. They transgress your own. You, you transgress that of God. There's no way they can like Jesus at all. Then look at verse 10 of the same Matthew 15. Verse 10. And he called the multitude and said unto them. Now that's still context of this course. Hear and understand. Hear and do what? Hear and do what? Understand. Next verse. Not that which goeth into the mouth defileth a man. But that which cometh out of the mouth. This defileth a man what comes out of the mouth not what goes into the mouth but what comes out of the mouth so what will make a man unclean is not what he eats what will make a man unclean is what comes out of him jesus is teaching now all right matthew where we are chapter 15 verse 13 but he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly father had not planted shall be rooted up. Next verse. Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Declare unto us this parable. They called Jesus and said, Teach us what you are talking about. Because that thing you said in the presence of those elders, we don't understand it. Come, come, come. Explain to us. And Jesus said, Are you also yet without understanding? My disciples, you guys that are in a caucus, you are also like those guys. Do you not, do not ye yet understand that whatsoever entereth in at the mouth goeth into the belly and is cast out into the toilet, clean drought, put toilet for everyday understanding. It goes out into the toilet. Do you not understand that if you eat something, it will go to your belly. What you eat doesn't go to your spirit. What you eat goes into your belly, into the toilet. Don't you understand that if Adam ate a pool, it will have gone to his stomach. And from his stomach, it will have gone to the toilet. He will have been free from sin. Don't you understand that if Adam ate papa, it will have entered his stomach from stomach to toilet. And Adam will have been free. Are you also without understanding? Why are you talking about eating and eating and eating of apple in Genesis? Are you also without understanding? Don't you know that what goes into a man does not make a man a sinner? It is what comes out of the mouth that makes a man a sinner. So if Adam sinned, it's not because he ate something. It's because he said something. Are we teaching good? Now, Ooh. look at verse 
look at verse 18 to 20 of that same Matthew 15. This is Jesus now teaching. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart. And they defile the man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts. Evil thoughts. Evil thoughts. Murders. Adulteries. Fornications. Thefts. False witness. Blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashing hands, defileth not a man. Those thoughts, thoughts of wickedness, are the defilement. Thoughts. Those thoughts that make you think you don't need Christ. Those thoughts that make you think you can help God. Those thoughts that make you think what Jesus did was not good enough. So in order for you not to lose your salvation, you have to help Jesus protect it. Those are the things that defile a man. Are we in the building? Is it clear now? Is it clear? Give me verse 20. Verse 20. Verse 20. I'm enjoying this. Verse 20. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashing hands defileth not a man. You can't eat food and become a sinner. Even if you ate pork, as unclean as pork is because pork is the animal that likes unclean space he doesn't like clean environment you know that's why when the bible wants to talk about unclean people it, it uses pork now don't stop eating pork <laughs> what god has clean don't ever call it unclean amen I said, Amen. Yeah. Now, God made man to have a digestive system. And it's not for nothing. <laughs> it's to digest pork. Praise <laughs> God. So whatever fruit God was talking about was not literal or physical. Now, please answer these few questions. What is before a tree? Seed. Seed. Seed brings forth fruit after its kind. Abi, Genesis 1 11, the law in Genesis. Seed brings forth fruit after its kind. Are we in the building? Seed. Okay? Stay with me, stay with me, stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. How does seed bring forth fruit? Hmm? Eh? By planting. So when you plant a seed, it will germinate and bring forth fruit. That's the process. Okay? So for any seed to bring forth fruit, it will have to be planted. Then when it is planted, it will germinate. Then a tree will grow and from the tree will have fruits to eat. Are we in the building here? So planting seed into the earth, what does it teach you? The earth is the heart of man. The soil. The earth is symbolic of the heart of man. The soil. Seed goes into the heart of man. Then it, come, it comes out as fruit. Seed goes into the heart of man and comes out as fruit. Then when it comes out as fruit, it defiles the man. So seed precedes the tree 
Seed in the Bible refers to words. Words. W-O-R-D-S. Words. Seed refers to words. In Genesis chapter 3, words preceded temptation. Just like seed precedes the tree. Words preceded temptation in Genesis chapter 3. That word is planted in the heart of man and comes out in the mouth of man. You will discover that when you read about trees and fruits in the Bible, the Bible is talking about words. Trees and fruits. So, the tree of life and the fruit of the tree of life. The tree of life and the fruit of the tree of life. Then, the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The fruit. So the question is, what is the fruit of the tree of life? Okay. What is the fruit of mango tree? What is the fruit of purple tree? What is the fruit of guava tree? What is the fruit of, 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 of orange tree? So what is the fruit of the tree of life? Exactly. The fruit of the tree of life is life. The fruit of the tree of life is life. Are you in the building? Now, the tree of life, the fruit is life. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the fruit will be what? Good and evil. Before every tree, what was planted? Seed. What is evil? Evil will be anything contrary to the word of God. Evil will be anything that opposes the word of God. Evil will be anything that contradicts the word of God. So when you read about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil or the tree of life, you are talking about words. 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 Adam's disobedience was in words. God gave man his word and man disbelieved God's word. Man did not believe the word of God. Disobedience and unbelief are in the same place. Israel disobeyed the word because they did not believe the word. The only reason why you disobey the word of God is because you don't believe it. If you believe it, you won't disobey it. So sin is fundamentally to err from the feet. Sin is fundamentally to err from the faith. Fundamentally to err from the faith. To not believe the word. So if you get back to the garden of Eden. Which is a metaphorical expression. Of man's first experiences of choice. The garden of Eden is a metaphorical expression. Of man's first experiences of choice. Listen to this and it will help you understand man. When Adam ate the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Was he a sinner? Huh? He was not. Did he commit sin because he was a sinner? Huh? No. Why did he commit sin? Because he was a man.
He was not a sinner. Okay? But because he was a man, he committed sin. Why? Because men have choice. Because he was a man, he committed sin. Why do people sin? Because they are men. Because they are humans. Are you still in the building? Yeah. That shows you that there's a way God created man. And you need to find out. The man determines season. And his choices determine times. Man determines season. And the choices of man determines time. Man is on earth to determine things. Things on earth are determined by man. How many of you know that man determines rain? Yeah, man does. Because it's the sweat that comes from man that forms evaporation. Evaporation forms cloudation. Cloudation becomes raination. So sweatation, is that not true? They, they taught you that in science, right? Yeah, it comes from man. So water comes from man and comes back to man. God's word is a seed. Adam's sin is that he did not believe what God said. He did not believe the word. And look at Satan's first statement. What did God say? What did God say? Has God said, has God said you shall, has God said, what did God say? Was the first statement Adam made to man. Bible says Eve was deceived but Adam was not deceived. And we will explain that later in the course of the teaching. Amen? Remember Adam is Adam and Eve. Male and female created Adam and called their name Adam. Amen? And we will explain the place of deception and human will in temptation. The place of deception and human will in temptation. We will explain all of that in the course of this series. We will explain how deception works with temptation. How deception works with temptation. And how deception works with unbelief. All of that will be explained. Because if you are going to understand man, you must understand these dynamics. Because all of these dynamics creates mystery around man. But when we demystify the dynamics, then you are able to master what man is. And how things happen. Sometimes it's only deception and sometimes it's deception and your independence. You're trying to be independent. And anytime man wants to walk in independence, he ends up in sin. Anytime. Anytime you see somebody struggling for independence. I want to be independent. The moment he becomes independent, bam, he commits sin. Because God never created for man to be independent. God created for man to depend on him. Are we teaching? Are we teaching? Man was created to function with the word of God. What God said. Adam did not. And that was sin. So we must know what these things mean. Amen. Today how do you get saved? You believe the word of God in your heart. You confess with your mouth. And you are saved. Is that true? You believe you confess and you are saved. You believe the seed of God's word is planted and it produces the tree of life. Words. Words. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. 
In the beginning was the word. The word first. The word first. The word first. God's first activity on the earth was speaking. Light be light was. So there was a predominance of words in Genesis. A predominance of words. And as a child of God, your life must be filled with words. You speak words and you have words spoken over you. Yeah. You have words spoken over you. Sometimes you need to call somebody and tell him, speak to me. Speak God's word to me and speak God's words over me. Sometimes it's not enough for you to speak to yourself. You need to sit down and let somebody speak words over you. You are blessed. You are kept. You are preserved. The enemy has lost the battle. You have won before you were born. You have the incorruptible seed. You are born of God. You overcome the world. Disease, death, sickness, failure cannot defeat you. There is a superman on your inside. I call him out to manifest. You are bigger than you think you are. We speak to one another. We speak to one another. Sometimes your own words are not loud enough. You need an external person who believes what you believe to speak those words over you. Who am I talking to in this building? Because words created the world and you can create a new world in this world for yourself. You didn't hear what I said. You can create a new world for yourself in this world. So while the world is decaying, your own world is brand new. Hey, you can live in a brand new world in an old world. I feel like I'm teaching here this morning. Don't your neighbor say, I speak words over you. I speak words over you. You are blessed and not cursed. The greater one is on your inside. You are born of the incorruptible seed. There may be corruption outside, but you cannot be corrupted. Your DNA has zero tolerance for corruption. You are born of God. You are an overcomer. You have overcome. You are not going to overcome. You have overcome. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world. Even our faith. Let the redeemed of the Lord. What I hear you say in my ears, that I will do for you. So you speak words. Words. For by your words you are justified. And by your words you are condemned. A man shall eat good by the fruit of his lips. I feel like I'm speaking here now. If you want to eat well, speak well. If you want to live well, speak well. If you want to function well, speak well. Don't say it the way it looks. Say it the way you want to see it. You didn't hear what I just said. Don't say it the way it looks. Say it the way you want to see it. If you say it the way you want to see it enough, the way you want to see it will change how it looks. Stand on your feet. Let's pray in tongues for a few seconds. Hey, a man shall eat good by the fruit of his lips. Babaraka, death and life are in the power of the tongue. He that loveth it shall eat the fruit thereof. Lebo sakayana, lebo sakayana, lebo sakayana. 
refuse to let anybody speak death over you refuse to let anybody speak death over you refuse to let anybody speak a sentence of death over you you're born of life you're born of life the life of god is at work in your body the resurrection power is at work in your body the power of god worketh mightily on your inside the exceeding greatness of his power to us what who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in christ that power is on the inside of the believer hey thank you father thank you father lay your two hands on your head i speak over you with your hands on your head today Matola as you lay hands on yourself whatever was not functioning well i command it back to normalcy i command it back to normalcy your brain is productive your mind is creative your mind is creative your mind is creative your thoughts are blessed your ideas are blessed you are blessed in the city you're blessed in the field i speak over you today by virtue of what jesus has accomplished for you win in life reign in life reign in life progress in life accomplish in life you're established in righteousness you're far from oppression in the name of jesus great grace is upon you where others fail go and succeed where others fail go and succeed everywhere you enter your forehead attracts favor as soon as people see you they like you they they like you there's a force of attraction on you that cannot be resisted you're blessed you're blessed you're blessed in the name of jesus and I decree metonda latababash nekoroto sokia namaha you are the righteousness of God in Christ therefore you reign over circumstances you reign over situation you reign over situation reign over situation in Jesus precious name and every believer says that amen on a note of finality go ahead and celebrate what you have in Christ is that the way you celebrate glory to god forevermore glory glory listen 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 you don't have to take it because it is like that you can change it you didn't hear what i just said this is radical this is radical this is radical you don't have to accept it because it is like that you can change it whosoever shall say to this mountain that means the mountain was standing there you saw it everybody saw it but you have the power to say be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in your heart but shall believe what you say you shall have so you shall have it the way you said it no situation is final except you accept it no situation you have the power to change things whatsoever things you desire when you pray believe you receive and you shall have
Say with me, the power is in my mouth. The doctor says he's high blood pressure. Tell him thank you. That's all I wanted to hear. High blood pressure? What are you doing here? When did you pay rent here? What? Kadana Moshek! Out! Zero tolerance for nonsense. Neither give place to the devil. Resist the devil and he will argue. Everything that is trying to embarrass and molest you, we flush it out. The glory of God is upon you. The glory of God is upon you. The glory of God is upon you. And nothing will ever deshine you. I didn't hear that amen like thunder. Say with me, I will have it the way I want it. All the days of my life. I refuse to live my life to chance. The power is in my mouth. I create my world. The world I want to live in. I use my mouth to design it. I say it. I see it. I have it. I didn't hear powerful amen. Shatola Dabaya. Hey! 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 Amen. God created man to rule the world and you rule with words you rule with words the more you speak the faster you create the more quiet you are the more subdued you become open your mouth open your mouth wide and God will fill it up I feel like I'm teaching this month. Tell me to close. Tell me to close. Tell me to close. Because my time is up. Tell me to close. Tell me to close. There's another service. Glory! <laughs> Woo! Amen! Grab your offerings. Let's give and honor the word of God this morning. Woo! Sometimes it's just good to be happy. Happy in Jesus. Happy in Jesus. Rasta no be. For there's no other way. To be happy in Jesus. But there's Rasta no be. Rasta no be. For there's no other way. To be happy with Jesus. trust. When we walk with the Lord. In the light of his world, what a glory he sheds. While we do his good will, he abides with us the field, and with all who will trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus lift up your offerings let's pray and just celebrate what we have in christ father thank you for the privilege of giving and honoring and worshiping with our offerings this morning we honor the word we honor what you have done we honor your, your the integrity of your word we honor the labor of your word
everyone giving online everyone giving in our campuses everyone giving in this building everyone giving in our bible study centers everyone giving on our social media community and everyone giving on kingdom life network i declare that this week your needs are met according to his riches in glory in the name of jesus thank you father for answered prayer in jesus precious name and every believer says that amen on a note of finality now listen quickly everybody online i'm going to be back at 11 a.m and those of you online that want to support this ministry with your partnership with your one-time gift if you don't have an account that is relevant you really want to support what we do around the world we want to thank you for having it in your heart to support what we do what we do requires so much money because we are reaching a wider audience all over the world and it takes a lot of money to get on all the platforms and we want to thank all of you if you want to send us an offering today there's an email address, drabeldamina at, at yahoo.com. If you shoot a mail asking for banking details, we will send it to you wherever you are. But I want you to know that we're here to serve you and serve you the grace of God. I'll be back at 11 a.m. GMT plus one this morning with another continuation of what we just started in this service. But hey guys, we love you. Thank you for being a part of this household, part of this community of faith. And we look forward to seeing all of you at 11 a.m. GMT plus one. And until then, enjoy the grace of Christ. Let's celebrate viewers around the world for being a part of this service this morning. Glory to God. Woo! Are you guys ready? Hit it, let's do it. Come with your offerings. Drop Chill. them anywhere Chris. on the post. Righteous invasion of truth. Riot. Live with Dr. Abel Daminer. In your career, in your marriage, in your business, on your job, receive miracles. Deal. Curse. Curses. Cursing and the concept of deliverance and ask the counselor with dr abel daminer and michael bush time monday to saturday 6 p.m to 8 p.m sunday 8 a.m and 11 a.m gmt plus one join the program live on comfort fm 95.1 uyo sunday 11 a.m to 1 p.m and monday to saturday 6 p.m to 8 p.m radio aquaibum 90.5 fm uyo 11 a.m to 1 p.m daily xl fm 106.9 uyo 1 p.m to 3 p.m daily Unuyo fm 100.7 3 p.m to 5 p.m daily Inspiration FM 105.9 Uyo 9pm to 10pm daily And on Heritage FM 104.9 10pm to midnight You can also watch this programs live on Kingdom Live Network TV On your strong decoder or my TV decoder You can also follow Abel Damino's Facebook page Public figure as well as YouTube, Twitter and Instagram handles To watch real time Welcome Riot Live and Ask the Counselor. Host Doctors Abel and Rachel Daminger.